Hey, it's Chapo. Welcome back to Chapo's Corner. Happy Tuesday evening. It's 5.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a.k.a. NYC time. And I am back to chop it up with you. Hope you're having a good day. Hope your weekend was good as well. So today I thought that we would discuss baby mama drama. um, Because I feel like a lot of people is going through that. Um, And before I get into that, I want to just bring up just a few things so today let me see where are the notes for me oh here they are here all right so all right so i've been thinking a lot lately and this podcast has inspired me or now i had this other idea seed planted into my brain garden where that sprouted which is like um debating so like i've always wanted to join a debate team my high school didn't have one and in college i was super busy going to school full-time over full-time and working full-time so i never really i don't i'm sure they had one but i didn't join and so like i always felt like my opportunities to join a debate team were pretty much slim to like to none or impossible being that i'm no longer in these you know um color curricular kind of activity kind of realm or scholastic little realm any longer. So I'm like, no, like there has to be a way that I could like, there has to be like an adult way that you can like, you know, go in where it doesn't have to do with a school or organization or something. And lo and behold, I stumbled across uh, the NYC debate club today. So there seemed pretty cool, but it seems that it's, it exists um, or it doesn't have to just be for specific schools or age groups or whatever for adults and um they meet um do you have workshops where you could just discuss debating the they use a certain style of debating that i'm gonna look up and um you, anyone can join they meet about once a month but i'm sure there's other debate clubs around the city that i'm gonna see if i could join as well maybe i could catch like one a month or two and then of course like if you want to you're more than welcome to you know you know debate or out with somebody else which i'd love to do i tell everybody all the time i want to be an attorney and trial attorney specifically like ah yeah whatever i'm gonna get you whatever you want to do but i'm trying to go I'm, you know, I'm trying to get that trial money and i'm trying to beat them yeah what the hell you came to argue and so like i took the lsats and lsats is nothing but straight there's no math on it you know what i'm saying the straight reading logic and reasoning like to this day everything i read and everything people say like it law is very particular and words very particular but then i watched the great debaters many years ago everybody knows a great movie and it was a true story and i was like so inspired i'm like because everybody always said i had like a fighter spirit and i always seemed to be like really combative and like my mom was like, yeah, I totally see you there. Um, but again, I chose not to. Don't regret it for anything. Like I'm still going back to get my first doctorate when I'm ready. And uh, that's not going to be a thing, you know. But I am going to be trying to debate. Chapo debates. Y'all think I'm ready? Am I ready? She ready? Nah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> All right, so then today... Um, I decided I turned the smooth jazz off for a little bit and tried to just turn TV on. And AMC was having, I think it was AMC, this like, um, like I guess a mafia themed uh, week here. So they Casino was playing and I was laughing. I'm watching Casino. I'm like, man, I wish I had caught a glimpse of this yesterday before I did the, um, what do you call it? Why men don't forgive women for cheating? Because I wanted to bring up Sam. I could have brought up Sam and Ginger, right? Because Sam definitely... Took Ginger back on more than one occasion. Ginger was running around out here going to get up with the old um, Pippin Negro that she was with before. And not only that, but taking Sam's hard-earned money, you know, that he worked to take care of both of them and their little baby girl to go get up with this guy and he would come save her. 
beat got guy beat up whatever take her back whatever she was always doing some f shit but i was basically saying like that's what i meant by like there's guys out there that's like that you know they know that the chick ain't right and stuff but you know they still gonna just something about this the same thing with women so we don't want to always say that all men don't but at the same time, I don't know. Ginger was just, we already know. Like, I could see what happened. I could see love. I know love is blind, but hell, she ended up being the, the, the whole demise of the downfall of the investigation that took him out. She was a wild one. And so, not looking at that, I'm like, oh, shoot, Joe Pesci, right? Because I want to talk about Joe Pesci. And I'm going to leave, Joe Pesci going to lead me to something else. So, like, I'm looking at Joe Pesci, and I'm like, that's my guy. Like, I love Joe Pesci. I grew up with, who did, if you were my generation, you grew up with Joe Pesci. You had to, because he was all over the 90s, right? So, the first place he was watching Joe at was um, Home Alone. You know, like, if, if, if that's, like, your earliest thing, it's like, it's like Home Alone. And so, after Home Alone... There was like, um, there's like my cousin Vinny. But for me as a kid, the next thing he did that touched me, or that I remember him always in, is Moonwalker with Michael Jackson. But I'm watching him today and I'm looking at him there and I'm just laughing because he, yo, I swear Joe Pesci taught me how to curse. I know how to put some words together because of Joe Pesci. If he don't say motherfucker like a thousand times in the damn movie, he'd be like, you motherfucker, you. Then in the casino, he was like, you Jew motherfucker, you, you shit-faced rat bastard bitch ass. Yo, he, when I told you Joe Pesci put some words together, I was a kid and I was impressed. First of all, you have to hear curse words, right? So when you're a kid and you stumble across anything you're not supposed to see from porn, uh, you know, that your parents stashed into the bed, I caught condoms in my aunt's drawer. You're like, you know, these kind of fines and you, you hear curse words and nobody's watching. You're not even supposed to be watching HBO. <laughs> They think you're watching Nickelodeon. They over there in the kitchen cooking and talking in the living room. These things were great finds. But I swear you told me how to curse. But so I'm watching them and I was just like, oh, man, I love it. So the next movie, he was in Casino and then they played Goodfellas. And, you know, he was in Goodfellas, too. Like, again, cursing and doing him. And I'm just like, man, where is Joe Pesci? And then I thought about his um, character as Mr. Big in Moonwalker. And then I thought about Michael Jackson. And I thought about, like, the, my childhood. And so Moonwalker is my most favorite movie of all time. I must have seen it like a thousand times, but in all honesty, I have not seen it in decades. I want to say over 20 years because I'm a 33-year-old woman. I had to see it the last time somewhere between 12 years old and 9 years old. So it's really been that long. And it's something that I don't really think about often. But um, Michael Jackson, for me and for my generation, as far as I'm concerned, before Janet, because I love Janet to death, I love Michael. And the reason I fell in love with Michael is because I felt like they say his, you know, they say what they want to say with reputation with little boys and all that. But I mean, as a little as a little girl, I just naturally as a kid, I just naturally naturally gravitated to him. His spirit and his energy was super positive. Maybe he did cast spells on children. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it was just always something about him that just seemed so magical. So, obviously, in the 80s, 84, I was born in 84. So, by 89, five going into 90s and 91, I would remember, like, um, his videos and stuff. And everybody loved Michael. But when Moonwalker came out and I watched Moonwalker, I just fell in love with Moonwalker. I just loved how his whole team was a bunch of kids, like, boys and girls. Actually, it was one girl. I think it was, like, three boys. But um, the whole story, and if you, Smooth Criminal, the video that everybody loves so much, is actually a snippet of the movie Moonwalker. But I can remember it, and I remember it well, but I'm going to watch it right now because I just downloaded it on Amazon Prime. I didn't rent it. I bought it, but I'm also, I also bought the DVD. I need the DVD for myself 
before that thing either goes non-existent. I mean, even the copy that they're selling on Amazon, the people reviewed it and everybody's just like, damn, what a classic. You know what I'm saying? Like how they remember it and all that. If you remember it, then you're in my generation. If you don't remember Moonwalker and you're a Michael Jackson fan, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like if you're a Michael Jackson fan, you don't know about Moonwalker. Like something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to go back. And so I'm going to watch it after I do this. I started to watch it and then do this episode so I can review it. But I didn't want to rush it and I want to do this episode too. So what I'm going to do is pretty much come back. And um, after I watch it later on, the first part of my next episode, I'll talk about Moonwalker. I know I'm going to cry like a bitch because, um, one, it's a sentimental movie to me. I haven't seen it in a long time. I miss Michael Jackson so much. And um, he just had just such a profile. I remember even in college being in speech class, which is another reason why I want to be a debater. And speech, they would have all kinds of different styles of speeches. And so one of my the ones I used to um, really excel at was persuasive speeches, where you take a, a, a topic or something and then you um, present it on your side. Of course, a proper speech or paper presents both sides. But for the most part, you're supposed to declare which side you're on and your reasons for you know, comparing with what, what everybody else is saying and their sides and their reasons as well. And I remember that around the time he was being tried again, and I think it was 2003, for um, the another uh, potential molestation charge and stuff. But I was uh, a little bit more woke now being in uh, marketing and media. I mean, like so all the different classes that I was taking. So, like, I started to, I just did this whole thing about it. One thing my students or my, my students, my classmates said, because they all had to, kind of critique you everybody got like a grading form and they had to on a scale of like one to ten your passion your delivery your eye contact um your knowledge did you go over your time like you know and not only did you get feedback from your teacher but it was anonymous nobody put their name on it you know it wasn't supposed to be that you knew who it was and they would all give it back to the teacher and at the end of the class before you left he would give you his feedback which is the same form that the other students have and everybody else's feedback so you took home like 30, 40, 50. It depends how big your class is, but you took back all these feedbacks. And that's when I learned in my life that I was a passionate person, or that was the first time in my life that I learned that people saw the passion or the fire that was within me because everybody said with every speech that I did that they could stick passion 10. And so I swayed everybody over because you could put comments at the bottom and they were like, I could see what you're saying, you know, whatever. So I brought it up. And then, of course, he, he, he beat that, and he beat that around the time while I was in school. So they were like, okay. All right, yeah, I did that because I'm telling you, my boy, it don't even matter. So I'm going to watch. And the last thing I just want to say is like, um, all right, so celebrities, I'm not a fan of too many. And like I said, I fell in love with, I was, knew who Janet was, but I didn't fall in love with her until I was like really becoming a girl. Like, you know, when you're a girl and you want, you want boobs and you're like, damn, I want to have my period. Now you get your period, now you're like, shit, you know? But like, <laughs> there was a time when you're like, when am I going to bleed down there and stuff? And boobs like I want a bra or something your mom's like you just relax like you know shoot you know you're like pubic hair what's that I'm bald down there anyway the point is <laughs> I wasn't really so I don't cry for like when celebrity dies with people like it, it affects me and it bothers me I did an episode recently of Kate Spade a few months ago with her passing or her death but you know I didn't necessarily like cry about it but it did, I could relate on the mental health level of it but when Mike, okay, when Tupac died, I cried. Like, Tupac, Tupac died, I cried. First of all, when he got shot, I was like, well, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he gonna be all right. Like, Tupac good. Like, thug life. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't, he, nothing's gonna happen to him. He gonna be straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he done got shot before. He got, like, nine lives times three. 
And then they said that he actually had died. So, you know, that, and I remember I was in junior high, probably was like seventh grade, I can't remember. It had to be like going into seventh grade or eighth grade. But I know that um, I was affected. And I remember it was MTV News was when I, because I was, well, I was sitting home and I was trying to um, do some homework and I was always watching MTV and it came on MTV News. Now, to cry for him. Leah passed away, I was shocked and devastated. I was too shocked and devastated to cry. You know, you ever been like, you know, like it didn't make any sense. And I'm going to be honest enough to say that Beyonce was coming up at the time, but she wasn't who the hell she was today. And I'm sorry, but I had said if I had to make a choice, I even now talking to God about it because I'm so like, God, why? I was like, listen, why not? Why? I hate to say it, but I'm just going to admit it. That I was like, you could have took Beyonce instead. You know, hate white. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said it. She's not white queen. That's y'all queen. Whatever. No hate. You know, I fucks with her husband, though. He's a savage like me. You know what I'm saying? But I, and I, because that's his wife, she, you know, I have respect, but hey, she's not my cup of tea like that. You know, I, I got a, a couple hits, of course, that I like as well, but for the most part, Janet Jackson is my forever queen. But when Michael Jackson cried, died, I cried like a little bitch, and I cried for days. Like, I'll never forget that. I was leaving the house, and my mom was like, Michael Jackson's had a heart attack. I'm like, what? I'm like, nah, it's going to be all right. Nah. But now as I'm driving to... I remember I joined the gym and I wanted to get like some more tights, leggings, shirts, like, and I wanted to get some gloves to lift weights because I didn't want like the calluses on them. So I'm driving and in every station I could get not one song playing because everybody kept talking about it and I just realized how serious it was. And I went up in the store, I got a couple stuff and I got in the car and by the time I got in the car he was dead. And I was like dead. So like, oh my God. So forget tissues and forget paper towel. Okay, you see how you have your towels and you have different towel sizes. You have your wash rag. You have your super big-ass towel that you wipe. Well, you know, you cover yourself when you dry yourself with when you come out of the, the, um, the, the pool and the shower and all of that. And then there's like that middle size one. That one that's not quite as big, but it's like, a, child, that's what the hell I needed to, 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 to catch my tears. And I was blowing my nose in it. I had to throw it away. I mean, and I cried all night long. I cried like a baby. And my sinuses was stuff. And not only that, I had been to kill myself. Like, really, I, I mean, you might as well just give me enough room to hang myself. I gave myself enough room to hang myself. I had been on replay. I mean, it was a bunch of songs I listened to because, you know, I love Michael. And I was well aware of all his music and knew damn near all the words to him because I worked in a music store. And so with, as a teenager... You get a paycheck, you don't got much bills. You live at home with your parents. Your money's yours to do whatever you want to do. I got a discount at this store. I racked up on a lot of... That's why I have a love of music to this day. always have. But when I worked up at that store, that's when I learned music from jazz up. And I'll never forget that my crush came to the store around the time that he dropped Invincible. And Invincible came out with five different colored albums, covers. It was blue, it was red, it was yellow, and it was white. Blue, red, yellow, white, and green, I want to say. And I thought I was going to, I think I got three or four of the colors or something. But I remember that he was excited about it. And he ended up coming to my house one day when I was off. And after, I was still in high school. And I, he was in, he had already left and was in college. The college I would later go to. But um, he came to the house and, and we had a jam session. I would have never thought he would remember that, but he actually still remembers that to this day because we was really excited about it. I think the man didn't have an album out in almost like 10 years. <laughs> and then he just died. It was crazy. And then when Jackie said, I mean, um, Jermaine saying, um, smile at the funeral, I just cried like a bitch. I was, I was sick for a while. My mom had to come talk to me. She's like, you got to eat food. And I'm like, man, I don't know. So there's some people that there's a team out there, though. If you go on YouTube, there's a, pe- there's a group of people. They call them Believers. 
Um, they have been putting a lot of stuff together. It's very compelling. If you ever took the time to see it, maybe you stumbled across it. There's a lot of evidence, man. I'm not just saying it just because I love him, but there's a lot of evidence that says that he's still alive. You should look into it. Don't knock it till you try it. It's just like they say Tupac's still alive. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't knock that either. I mean, where is his aunt a shot to school? Where is she at? You know, the FBI's still looking for her. She's still alive. She's probably with him somewhere. And also Elvis, okay? They have the same stigmatism, though nobody know. You know, maybe we don't want to let go of these three people. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> Elvis was cool, too, you know? But I don't have a love for him as much as I have Michael. And, of course, like I said, I cried when Tupac died. That was it. Everybody else passed away. It was a different story. But, man, I was supposed to be talking about baby mama drama. Oh, then I want to talk about real, real quick, lastly, about my because I can't wait to watch this. Like, that's, I'm just really so excited. I haven't seen it in 20 something years. Y'all just got to be able to be and understand. If you see Moonwalker, then you know what time it is. You wouldn't even be telling me to calm down. So then, me in sixth grade, right? Because Moonwalker been out from sixth, from before I graduated sixth grade and went into summer vacation, but it was me and my homegirl, Melissa. She was an Italian girl. We was like the original Ebony and Ivory. We was like the bestest of friends, right? <laughs> so me and Melissa Monteleone, she wouldn't even care about saying her name. She bad troll. I spoke to her a couple years ago. She had a baby and everything. Too many, matter of fact, two, three kids and got married and bought a house and all that. But anyway, long story short, she loved Michael Jackson like me. So we had conspired, like right before the last day of school, that we were going to meet up in the summer and that we was going to run away to go see Michael Jackson and go to Neverland. And we had the plan all figured out. We walked out that day on the last day of school knowing that we was meeting up that summer so that we could both run away. We was not going to tell our parents that we was going to make it there somehow. We watched too many damn Disney movies about, like, shit like that. Like, that shit don't happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know where the plan went wrong at? We never exchanged telephone numbers for that summer. I didn't see you until junior high school next year. <laughs> and on that note, I'm done with Michael Jackson. That's it. Moonwalker, Joe Pesci, Home Alone, Casino, The Bait Club. Ah, yep, that's it. All right, I'm going to take a break, and I will be back in a little bit, and I will uh, we'll start talking about that baby mama stuff. Thank y'all for putting up with me. Y'all cross y'all fingers with this debate club, though. I'm really hoping that everything works out for me. Chopper's counter. Hey, what's up? It's Chopper. We back from break. You know, I uh, I got to get to this baby mama thing and help somebody. So, you know, being in a relationship with a man who has children with another woman can be a tough road to travel, especially when there's baby mama drama involved. Um, that's why I personally try to avoid it. It's not that I don't like children, and it's not that I don't like guys with children. It just seems like in these days and times, maybe it's just my city, maybe it's just the men were, you know, that I have been meeting. It's always some kind of um, drama associated with it, and it's usually concerning the child's mother. I don't necessarily like the term baby mama, but because the term is just used in society, we're just saying it, and a lot of these titles use the term baby mama. But I like to say child's mother. A lot of women like that as well. Some people just be fine to say baby mama or whatever. But long story short, um, it can be especially hard if you don't have any children of your own. So you can feel isolated between, you know, the relationship or the dynamics that man has between the child, um, the ex, and just, you know, being a parent while you're not. 
So, well, you know, it's not usually the ideal or perfect situation for many women, you know, dating a guy with kids, but there are ways to make it work, you know, even if there's already conflict involved. Now, I personally think that for most men that I that I know of, and I said most, not all, there's a lot of men who don't get the opportunities to live with their children. The children mostly spend a lot of time with their mothers. So I feel like a lot of women who's going through baby mama drama in comparison to men who have to deal with um, baby daddy trauma, I feel like they deal with the, like the women get it a little bit easier. This is about the thing, one area where women might get it a little bit easier. I could be wrong. But the reason I say that is because when you have an instance where a woman has children, and of course, mom has kids hands on all the time, and rightfully so. Mom get that earned income tax credit during tax season. You know what I'm saying? She had the baby over six months over the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is that ton dependent. But what I'm basically saying is when she dates now, mom, she may have an ex who's a male or her baby daddy, who's her baby daddy, obviously, who's coming around, who might cause a lot of problems. And then in a situation like that, he'll he'll use the fact that the kids are in the house and just stop by or, you know, those kind of things. Whereas a baby mother, maybe just play games on the phone, maybe while y'all are together at night or whatever. You might not see her too much unless you're, y'all both go together and drop the kid off or she comes over to pick the kid up and you guys live together. Not a lot of people really run into the baby mom, but some do. You know what I mean? But but not understand that the drama is usually over a phone or something. That's that's my understanding. I could be wrong. Because I have a homegirl who has baby drama. It's just some kind of... It's not baby mama drama because she's the mother of the child. Her ex-fiance um, and her had a child. They were engaged to be married and it didn't work out. And he got with somebody else and now he's engaged to somebody else. But she's the most maturest, understanding, most reasonable child's mother, you know, that I've seen. And uh, the way that this other woman doesn't work or come meet her halfway, this is, like, ridiculous. So there's some out there that are that, that are really are not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen them. I've seen them even post on social media. And um, there's a lot of people that are open-minded. They The way they look at it, the open-minded ones are, are like my homegirl, for instance. <clears throat> The way she looks at it, it was like, um, yes, we're not together anymore. And, okay, I get that she moved on. Obviously, I'm still going. I might be still, you know, wounded and hurt by it because we were supposed to get married and be a family. But at the same time, for the sake of our child, our, you know, our child, um, when things come around like birthdays, it's kind of like, why can't we just have one birthday party where everybody's together and you can bring her as well as opposed to him. Look, so when he looks back, like she thinks about turn terms in the long run, like when he looks back, why can't he just look at one birthday party where everybody was there I was there you were there she was there you know what I mean because if she's gonna be a part of your life fine but at the same time why does he have to look back at two different every time he turns around every year's two different birthdays which is like you know this she says like the most maturest things but the other woman was not as mature I guess she just couldn't handle the facts a lot of people just waiting for some people are just miserable they say they want to have a reasonable baby mama if they have to deal with her and it's a bit, but you know, I guess, I don't know. I just feel like there's still some kind of, the, the woman must have a problem. So she went on with this for a while, trying to be reasonable. I'll meet her. You know, she doesn't want to fight. She doesn't even say anything bad about her. Not even to me. I'll say, I'll be like, well, the harlot, the skeezer. I got all kind of words. You know what I mean? Y'all know me. She don't got nothing to say. She's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And, um, 
you know, I wouldn't say weak, but just like, you know, she just, I'm sure she feels a lot of things, but there's a lot of things she won't say. She's never said not one mumbling word of negativity to her or really to him about her, except for the fact that they were being immature in the sense of not trying to, and so eventually, I think after like a year or two of this, one day the lady tells him, you know, all right, I'll meet her, but she, you know, by that time, like, I could totally respect her answer, which was, um, no, I'm over it. Like, I've been trying for the longest time. I'm not interested. Bye. Shit. When I was trying, niggas wasn't calling me back to say anything, so I totally respected it, and I don't know where they're at today with it. So, right now, we're talking about the baby mama drama people, so, um, yeah. It, maybe you can, um, there are ways that you can cure it. Now, you might not be able to cure all the drama, but there are ways where you can bring the drama to a minimal. Um... It's important to keep your sanity intact, you know, in these situations. You got to understand that in a situation like that, not that the woman is just miserable and unhappy and she, you know, she doesn't like you around the child. All this could be just because she knows that they, you know, she might still have feelings for him or something. It's just always an underlining thing. You can't really take it personally because you know you didn't do anything to her, especially if you know that you were not with the guy. Um, basically, basically, like, he didn't cheat on you with me. Whatever problem you had falling out of the relationship, I was not around. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of women who are really innocent. Like, why are you hating on me? Like, he is single. He is available. Yes, I understand he has a child. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm open and understanding to the fact that he has a child. But what is this problem that you have with me? Obviously, it must be something personal. It gotta be. You know, and the only thing that most people can honestly, common sense for us to come think about is that because the relationship didn't work out, you know? And sometimes it's just because they got to constantly watch a lot of girlfriends just come and go. And, you know, some some girlfriends, a guy said is going to be here, and the kid is going through a lot of women just being shuffled through a lot of different women. Nothing's being serious, and they don't, they don't like that either. So there's a lot of different reasons why. It might not even be because, you know, they're... Um, that they're, uh, you know, and sometimes the guy's just a jerk and just gives the him them a hard time, so they're just lashing out because you're just a guilty by association. I don't know. There's a lot of things that goes on with this. I'm trying to think of it, and just it's such a broad topic, but... Um, yeah, so, like I said, not every baby mama is spiteful or hateful, like my homegirl who, like, I admire. And also, I've seen women on social media who say that they don't mind if um, a woman um, cares for their child or buys gifts for their child or wants to do something nice for the child. The woman said, specifically said, the way she looks at it is like, um, it takes a village to raise a child and she wants the best for her child always, so why not him have more love in his life? Like, if you genuinely love my, if you genuinely love my child, not just you're just stunting just to stunt, but if you genuinely care for and love for my child, like, who am I to, to take that love away from his life? I would want that he would be um, with a woman somewhere or nurtured by one, because at the end of the day, when they send them with the guy unless the guy's like okay mom his mom you know can you watch you know my son real quick I gotta work or whatever nine out of ten is just a guy and some guys are not that um hands-on so most women feel like all I know is as long as she takes care of my like she she genuinely cares about my kid and she's not like a child molester or anything like that or, or like oh I'm drunk all the time or you know what I'm trying to say like and she's like they're happy to have that because they know sometimes their baby fathers are knuckleheads and they're just not going to do it. So at least they know the baby's getting um, getting uh, changed or whatever, or at least being fed. You understand what I'm trying to say? Or getting some kind of a um, stable kind of environment with, 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 with another type of woman feminine energy around. There's some people that are just happy with that. Just, just make sure my kid... That's the, that, I think if I had to do with it, that's the type of thing I would be on. You, you know, I get it enough from observing and seeing people's situations enough to just feel like... All I would care about at that point is just, like, don't make my child feel like crap. If y'all end up having another kid, cool, but you know you still have this kid here. You know what I mean? Like, I could take care of my kid on my own. I don't need to really banter anybody, but... um 
women, the new woman, like, you know, just respect, you know, respect my shit, you know, I'm gonna drop it off and make sure you have my shit ready at a certain time and my shit better be the exact same way it was when I dropped the shit off. Thank you. That's it type of stuff. And I'm moving on. Everything will be fine with that. Respect me and I respect you because who cares? I mean, not out of 10 years with the guy anyway. At that point, I think it should be more concerned with the child. And then, of course, we know children get punished and not get to um, undeservedly so and not are able to see their fathers or spend time with them, even if their fathers want to see them and spend time with them because their mothers are still um, hurting or um, being spiteful and stuff. So they take the child away when they really don't necessarily have any right to. These are the type of situations you could potentially be walking in on. So um, I found an article that lists seven reasons you're dealing with baby mama drama. And this is by to Erica Patterson on mom.me. Let's see if I can get to that real quick. Yeah, I mean, let's see what to, to, to Erica have to say. Ooh. Yes, to Erica sales. It's a hard road to travel, but here's the seven reasons why she says that you might be having baby mama drama. One, the love of your life is still sleeping with your baby mama. Now, let's be honest. There's a lot of times where that is very much the case. You know, like they're still sleeping with their baby mama. It might not be that they're in a relationship. I've had male friends, not like acquaintances on and off and people that I've worked with that sleep um, with their baby mamas. Like, you know, in a relationship, they don't really care for them like that. But they said that they'll go over there and they'll drop this kid off and then the baby mama will play games and come out and she'll be naked or something and try to like, you know, tantalize them. They're so weak or whatever and they give in. And they, they sleep with him. And now the baby mom's playing games because they know that he either is remarried or is in a new relationship. You know what I'm saying? But at that point, she kind of trumped him because she feels like she still got some power over him. But low-key, yeah. Um, he's complaining about you to her, but she can't respect you because she knows secrets. Or she knows your secrets and your fears. So, two... You've shown her that you can get under your skin. Yeah, I mean, once they see that... I already told you, misery loves company. So once they see that they can even get you a little ruffle, ruffle your feathers a little bit, that's going to get them or bait them to keep going. A baby mama who knows how to push your buttons will do it for entertainment purposes. When she knows that all she has to do is send a text or say a word and you will react with venom, meaning when y'all laying there at night, she knows. She's like, all right, they live together. Either they live together or I know that, you know, these, you know, I don't know, maybe she sits outside the house. The women are crazy. The point is she knows y'all together. So she's going to play games and nine out of 10, she's going to say something about supposedly the baby or something, something that's going to have to get his attention. And then the fact that you, you know, who's that? Oh, well, you know, it's just a... It's just, it's just Junior's mother. Well, you know what I'm saying? Or it's just um, um, little Pookie and the mother. You know what I'm saying? Or little, little, little Tina mother. The point is, at the end of the day, once you hear that, you know, some women, it's just like, oh, my God, like, this is like every night. This is going on all the time. They're doing that initially on purpose to irk you and at the same time manipulating the hell out of the man and taking advantage of him, pulling on his heartstrings of, of, of knowing of the fact that he does care for his um, child or something. Also, you have... Um, I mean, some of them, I've seen incidences, like, when I was in high school, I had a friend of my um, boyfriend at the time, my first serious relationship, his his friend, I got one girl pregnant, and then he ended up getting another girl pregnant, so now the first 
child's mother was kind of envious and mad. She went and seduced him and produced another child with him. And you know what happened? The second child mother did the same thing and produced another child with him. All of this is like within like a two years time or something or two, like, you know, like a two, a little over two years time that the bull of them between. Now he had four between them, you know. It just, it just happens, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, it was started one way because one baby mom just, 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 I don't know. It's, it gets so petty. <sighs> Long story short, let's get back to this list. It says, um, yeah, if she knows how to push your buttons, she'll do it, even if it's for entertainment purposes. When she knows that all she has to do is send a text or word, like I said, and you will react to it with it with venom, it gives her satisfaction to know that she can control you. Don't let nobody control you like that and get you out of um, character. You know what I mean? You know, you should try to, if anything, don't look at it. You got to look at it from the bird's eye point of view, which means you're seeing it in the full perspective don't just look at it from the level of, on the ground level that you on and focus so much as yourself so much as you got to understand why would somebody be doing all that if they was truly happy they wouldn't be on the phone they trying to, to um, mess you up also it kind of will make the man look like he's still interested when sometimes he's not there's a lot of times a lot of people are not really messing with their um children's mother or father like that but because some texts and calls will come in like that because the other one's playing games or the child's mother or father's playing games like that, it will look as if it's a little bit more than what it really is. Three, they always have communicated in an unhealthy manner. What explanation did he give you for their breakup? Did he explain that she was crazy? Did you ask how he reacted to her craziness? Why would you expect civil and rational behavior from a woman who was used to being disrespected by her ex? That's true, meaning if she was um, a witch to him, you know, don't be surprised that she's a witch to you. If your loving partner is being unloving to the mother of his child, now that's different too. Maybe he's just like, you know, because some people, some, let's be honest, and let me say this and put this down on the record, that, that there are many women who um, rightfully have a right to come after. I mean, if, if nothing else, in the, in the name of the sake of their child, for crying out loud, who deserves better, you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to do because I still love you. It's just because you're a douchebag piece of, and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, as a man. But, um, you know, if your partner, like they said, is being an unloving, is on being unloving to the mother child, you know, um, that could be a reason why, you know, or, or forget unloving, maybe just disrespectful. Four, she's finally asserting herself. Maybe after years of being in a relationship that has been abusive or diminishing to her spirit with this guy, the baby mama could maybe finally realize that she has some power in her life and is overindulging in her right to say no or set her guidelines. Like I said, there comes a time too. Sometimes you don't know what was going on before or what they have put her through. Or the many different women that he has paraded up and down who hasn't stayed, who, you know, the child has been, oh, you know, it's kind of like they'd be like when you, when you, when um, a, a single parent, dates and brings a lot of guys home and they'll be like well this is my uncle well that's my uncle uncle so-and-so and uncle so-and-so five the drama is a cover-up for how she really feels she may still have feelings for him a lot of them still do i mean feelings don't necessarily have to be good or bad they don't have to be really a feeling for that somebody you just feel something but the, the emotions of the feelings are high hate love indifference you know it's all the same in my opinion it says in fact she probably does the love that exists between two parents cannot be completely broken. 
not even by anger or disappointment. Instead of except, well, some people just can't stand them though. Well, but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have kids with anyone. To, I don't. Sometimes I'm scared because of this shit. Y'all are scaring me out here. There's a lot of things going wrong. And as you know, it's not bad because the kids are beautiful and all that. But I don't know. Instead of accepting the fact that love still exists in her heart, she may not want to be mature enough to accept it for what it is and move on. She may not realize that the love she feels doesn't have to be expressed romantically, or she doesn't want him to believe she still loves him, so she acts out in ways, yeah, exactly, that supposedly expresses her hatred or disdain for him when really it's all a cover-up. Yeah, uh, I think a majority of the time that's what it really is at the end of the day. Because why would you be so invested in making somebody so miserable you know, I mean, if you got con- if you Steve, if you still got contact with them on the phone, nine and ten, these are the ones that, uh, boy, some women are manipulative. Six, the rest of her life is out of control. When a baby mama, ooh, hold on, when a baby mama faces experiences like a loss of a loved one, being stagnant in her career, or caring for someone who is dealing with a prolonged illness, she experiences the stress of not being able to control her life. This causes her to hold the reins even more tightly with situations she can control, like her children and your ass, which is why I said it's a form of manipulation or the man's ass. So you and the guy, it's a form of manipulation. It's a form of power. It is something that she has control of. You know, her full mama bear shit will be in full swing. You know what I'm saying? And no, that doesn't mean that she has every right to disrespect you and stuff like that. But, you know, at that point, that's what it is. And seven, she's angry because he grew up. Now, this is another main, I would say this is number two reason next to she still has feelings for him. It's either she still has feelings for him, he's a deadbeat dad who ain't shit, excuse my language, or because he grew up. And by, before that, I didn't even, before that even, he grew up simply means that he was immature when he was with her. He was not ready to be a man. Finally, he met somebody he could be a man for. He did the right thing. He probably got married now. You know what I'm trying to say? And so and he didn't give her the ring. He gave this person the ring. And now they're going to have kids. And now this child is in wedlock. Instead of, you know how that is? Like people just play all these fucking games. There's all this stuff going on. But the point is, he did not give to her what he's giving to you now. So relationships that form during the early years of our lives are difficult to maintain because of the two parties um, grow up and grow apart. It could be that during their time together, the baby mama wanted a certain treatment from the love of your life, but she was never, ever able to receive it because he was too immature to understand the importance of what she asked for. Now that he has grown up, and this happens a lot, and they'll, they will, you know what happens? Obviously, the more the guy stays in touch with the kid and wants to be a part of the kid's life, whether they're fighting or he's doing a great job, a terrible job, or whatever, the longer that the kid keeps growing up, now you got the kid getting 10 years old. That's a whole decade of this shit. Another 10 years, he's 20 years old. Don't you know that she's done watched him growing up in 20 years, in 18 years, in 12 years of this kid's life, and 11, she don't watch him grow. So from the time she dated him about 15, 12 years ago, from the time this kid is 12, 15, so she done seen him change. And so this man that she was hoping that he could have been for her back then, especially when they got pregnant with this kid and just didn't happen, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's like resentment pretty much at the end of the day. Okay, now that he has grown up, she is seeing a different side of him, and it angers her that he could not offer the kind of love or respect that he's not offering to you. Now, there's women who don't have kids with a man that feel the same thing. You could have just been with a man during the time where, you know, where he loved you, and he loved you, but he was so immature, and he couldn't do anything, and then years later, you look back through social media, or you catch up with an old friend, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's married now. You're like, married? When I was with him, he wasn't even the type that would want a relationship or anything serious. He said he wanted to be free, and that he would never get married. Now, you know, it's the same thing, and there's a resentment 
that'll build. And I just feel that the resentment goes to like 100, 200, 3,000 fold when you have children involved because then you're dealing with some serious emotions. And on that note, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to come back with the article from WikiHow that says five steps of how to deal with baby mama drama. See you in a little bit. Chapels Conta. Hey, welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel. We are talking about how to deal with baby mama drama or five steps of how to deal with baby mama drama. Um, from Wookie How, you know, we don't want to let drama ruin our lives, especially not baby mama drama. Dating these days are not so cut and dried anymore. And with these split parent households becoming the norm, um, the modern girl now has, you know, new scenarios of dating that she now has to deal with, namely how to step into a split parent situation that existed before she got with her new partner. Um, In a lot of these situations, the mother isn't going to be receptive and there is nothing that you can pretty much do. Um, And most women, I mean, at that point, you know, and most women either push through and they still, you know, there's plenty of people who have started um, blended families and had, um, you know, started the homes and did like, you know, the uh, Brady Bunch thing, you know, so to speak or whatever. So it works. There are people that, that are able to push through and get over it. And then they don't let that interfere with the love that they have for their partner. But then there are some people like, you know, if it's just too much, like, let's be honest, there's just some situations that's just ridiculous. Like nobody's trying to get their, you know, beat up, their windows bashed out of, you know, some certain situations. It's like, look, you obviously don't have no control, your partner, you know, you're talking to your partner. You obviously have no control over her or me. You can't keep me safe or anything like that. So I'm going to get up out of here because I got to use my common sense here. But right now we're on WikiHow and they have five steps on how to deal with baby mama drama. One, remember that the mother is a woman and a person with emotions just like you. And now, I don't know a lot of women that wouldn't go into a situation with that understanding in mind. So I don't know if Wiki's trying to be funny or if they're just trying to, because I don't know that, unless you're just a really super jealous woman, and as soon as you already had a kid and this woman wasn't messing with you and she didn't interfere with you and she was super polite and you just went out your way to pick a fight with this woman, then yeah, what are you doing and what's the problem? But for the most part, I think most women try to come in because they understand that the kid is a part of the man. The man and the kid is a package deal. They love the man, so they're trying to get to know the kid, understand a part of his life and grow with them. That, yeah, that they were going to have to deal with this woman, so they're going to try to be respectful or something or, you know, whatever. The one, um, they said there is um, this one hard um, aspect to accept, but keep in mind that in some situations the mother actually love or love the fathers and still does most likely many people think that they're going to marry their baby's daddy but end up single parents maybe this brings out the bitter venom baby mamas tend to spew ask your man about the relationship how he felt about the news of his child's conception and the end of the relationship that might help you understand the baby mama and your man more but i feel like some of you is not gonna be ready for that conversation because he could have very well had loved her very much as well and also i don't know i don't know what that's like to conceive a child with somebody i personally i don't know if there's still hope for me i would like to still conceive a child with somebody who doesn't have, i mean i'd like to have if possible if i can't get a ring can i at least get a child with somebody if i get pregnant or whatever if I have children in this lifetime with somebody who is going to have their first child as well, like I'm going to be having my first child. These are like that. Um, that would, you know, cause I mean, that's what I'd like. 
if nothing else. I'd like to be married first too, you know, but like I said, you know, <laughs> life hands us lemons and what do we do? We make lemonade. Or some days I just, I'm just too tired. I just let, I just let life throw lemons at me and they just bounce off my face. Whatever. Anyway, the point is they may have had some strong feelings. So I'm just saying, if you're going to have that type of conversation with them, be ready because, you know, you're, you're really asking them about stuff that you might have not prepared yourself to, you know, talk to somebody about it first, your mom, your girlfriend, so they can maybe mentally get, you got to get psyched up for that kind of conversation. But, um, yeah, so then there's situations, like they said, of mothers who get pregnant just to keep someone there or AKA trapping you know, and there's no understanding that, you know, so, so don't even try, they said. Two, realize that the mother um, probably is not going anywhere. And of course she's not. I mean, if she's going to go anywhere, she's taking the child with her, and that's why you probably don't need to hear from her no more because she's done and gone and took the child away, which happens in a lot of situations. But they said it's pretty silly to sit there and imagine if she wasn't here, all of a sudden this would be easier. If she would just sign over custody and be gone. Yes, it would be easier as far as drama goes, but wake up and smell the coffee. She's not going anywhere, so stop beating yourself up about it. If anything, she's trying to get you to go somewhere. Don't you get it? As a matter of fact, this woman could be miserable because that's all she do is chase guys in and out of his life for the past however old the child is. Keep trying to tell you the longer it is. Three, if at all possible, try to talk to the baby mama. Oh, boy. I've had another mature homegirl who <laughs> will deal with the same situation. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to say, like, I ain't know no fuck bitches. But, you know, I try, I try to keep some class acts around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, birds of a feather flock together. And uh, in her situation, um, she's totally mature about it. She tried to approach him. Boy, do they hate. I'm, listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I know just from the experience with my two friends. I do know offhand that there are times when you're going to be mature and you're still going to get that, that um, bitter, little nasty, cocky, little nasty attitude, that, that um, hater kind of thing from them. But you can't let that deter you. You got to keep being who they are because they're still trying to get to you. That's what they hate, especially if every time they, they, they did this to a previous girlfriend of his that he had after them. And it worked. And this woman would, you know, either be a bitter or end up showing herself to be some kind of, you know, woman who couldn't hold herself together only to find that you're calm and collected you know um yeah but you know it it could work but sometimes it just doesn't work and that's when a lot of the uh, physical altercations take power but it says put it out there that's that's the same thing this is exactly what my homegirl did is what they say right here be be mature we was raised right you know what i'm saying like they got the same upbringing as i got Shoot, you talk about home training. We was home trained from from the culture of the, the, the heritages that we came from down to our educa- educational systems up, okay? But like I said, put out there that you aren't trying to replace her. You acknowledge that there is a bond you cannot break between herself, the child, and your man. This might help clear uh, the air a little bit between you and her. Most mothers see another motherly figure as an imposter to the throne in a way. Make sure she's aware you're going to rule your household accordingly, but the child will still know who their mother is. Which, to the baby mothers who's going through this, and they're upset and... Your child will never not know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Children are not that way. Children just remember, like, how you make them feel. And even if you're a bad parent or good, whatever, that's just has to be, like, debated or whatever. But my point is, like, they're always going to love you. I, I don't know why parents are always so caught up with this other woman thing and thinking that somebody's really going to, like, uh, come on. The only way that could happen is if you was, like, 
a, maybe a mother who went to jail for many, many years. He didn't have time, but not necessarily that he doesn't know that you're his mother, but that this woman would, would have gravitated or he would have gravitated more to this woman. But even in a sense like that, you should just be happy that there was somebody there that was able to love the child as a mother, you know, as a figure. But this whole idea of... Um, you're not the mom. Well, obviously, I'm not the mom. I do not remember being nine months pregnant with him or her. I mean, it's a beautiful baby that you both come see, but come on. Nobody, we get it. You're the mom. You're going to always be the mom. Can't nothing change that. DNA can't change that. You know what I'm saying? But please stop trying to make people feel like, I'm talking to somebody who's going through this who's a baby mom. Stop trying to make people feel all the time like all of a sudden they're really going to succeed and making your own damn child believe that you're not their mother anymore. That shit got to stop. Moving on. Running around here all the time talking about some you ain't the yeah we uh yeah four when everything else fails let your man be the man and you know what in a lot of situations a lot of men can't even do that this is another reason I can't deal with that because they're gonna this 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 is another reason why she abuses her power a lot of times is because the man can't seem to learn boundaries bounds because you know what happens he don't want to upset her if he upsets her he can't see the kid so now you being here humiliated um, ran through the mud talked down to like a damn dog. And if you look at her and be like, babe, do something, say something. Like, I'm not even saying anything to her. Why is she talking to me like that? Tell her that she can't disrespect me. He don't want to get her too upset, like I said, because now that's going to, you know, he can't see his kids. Then you're going to feel like shit because he can't see his kids. But at the same time, you have a right to stand up for yourself. And he's supposed to stand up for you too. But not to get, come on. They know exactly what the hell they're doing. That's why some people, when they're having kids with people, you need to watch yourself. Men and women, because it's just like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know if you're going to stay together. You don't know if even if you get married, you're going to stay together. But at the same time, at least the caliber of the quality of the person that you are with. What type of person are they? And yes, people change. But I don't know that people change so much as eventually they just eventually just show their true colors. I don't know that people change so much that they just eventually just wake up and start to see them for who the heck they are. Love is blind in all aspects. Loves, relationships, friendships. It doesn't matter. Um, love is probably blind with my dog. Does my dog love me? Why is she playing games with me? I think she's using me for dog food and water, walks and stuff. Oh, where was we? Yeah. So, um, if the mother does something that accepts you, don't be the aggressor and call her out on it. It's going to be met with sassy conversation, followed by a swift, you are not that mother, child. Duh. I, like I said, I do not remember and it's not an insult to the child or anything like that it's just come on for kind of crying out loud you know that that's how you know this that it's an insecurity concerning about you think you're gonna i'm gonna come it's impossible for some other woman to come in and take your place as a child Look, some of y'all is just really y'all think i overthink baby mamas and someone will be overthinking and then again like i said some guys are just debbie that they don't do anything i'm gonna make sure i say that because you know somebody's gonna be like first of all he's a jerk he don't do shit for his children he ain't do nothing for his son okay i get it i get it i get it I said it, and so I'm telling it again, just to be clear, that there are some people who are Debbie dads, and they deserve every ounce of disrespect that they get, and they are usually putting another woman or other people's kids and stuff before their own children, okay? Everybody happy? Because, <laughs> shoot, I don't want to hit. This is such a touchy subject. <laughs> shoot. So, yeah, when they hit you with that swift, you are not their mother. You have no say what happens in their life is basically what they're letting you know. And a prompt dial tone in the ear, which can be severe blow to your stepmom ego. Um, if you are a stepmom or whatever, or a future stepmom, and reminded in the end that the children are not yours, you know, which is, you know, you don't have to keep because at the same time, some people love your kids. You can't get mad at people. And the girl didn't do anything. You got to understand it's an insecurity thing. That's what I mean as far as, like, the perception and your attitude, how you look at it. Okay. Um, 
When things like this happen, default to your man to handle it. Make him aware of how you feel and let him handle it how he sees feel. If you verbally fight with the mother, she's verbally, uh, she'll verbally fight with your man. You'll vent to your man. He'll snap from all the griping. He'll snap from all the griping relationship over. Child, listen, I'm not even going to. And five, lastly, assert how you feel. Your feelings are just as important and as valid as his just because you're, yeah, but, you know, assert how you feel, but just make sure she's not winning in the, in the, in the sense of that every little trick and little sneaky underhanded thing that she pull leads you to keep feeding into it so so while you're managing to keep your face and calm in front of her so she knows that she didn't get you meanwhile low-key back home you're always babe why this why that why this don't let her turn you to that person that's nitpicking and nagging him to death now low-key about all the stuff that she's basically doing you understand what i'm saying like i said this is a type of thing that's for some people and it's not for others like i've read something no disrespect to, um, you know, um, baby daddies or anything like that. But I read something a long time ago. It was an article where this woman, she was commenting on the article about what women should do. She said, look, I don't know why anybody would ever be serious about a baby daddy. She was like, I lose baby daddies as side pieces. I don't would never look at a baby daddy as a serious. And the reason she said that is, again, it's not because she don't like kids. It's not that she's not. It's just because of the realistic aspect of a lot of these split parent homes these days where they just can't get along. Watch reality shows for crying out loud. You still don't get the picture. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people's not trying to get caught up in that. You know, everybody's just trying to find love and happiness. So, um, you know, nobody's really trying to, it's just too much, um, too much of a headache at the end of the day, you know? So what they were basically saying is they were probably, you know, like me, that's how I feel. Now, later on in life, of course, I'm sure I probably will date somebody, but hopefully these kids by now are like 15, 16 years old, these parents, and and, and, and have been, um, they're still in touch, you know, as far as for the sake of the kids for, for whatever is necessary. But for the most part, like everybody has moved on. The kids are over the breakup. So nobody has to come yell at you and say, you're not my mom. I don't know. But you can't help who you fall in love with, you know. And of course, if I fall in love with anybody, I mean, the, the God has a sense of humor. It probably would be somebody with a kid. I don't know. Maybe it won't. Like I said, maybe my, maybe I will get that thing. And um, that would be it. I think I pretty much finished this article. I don't know. Yeah, it says, um, just because you are not the one with the child doesn't mean you don't have to say in how the situation and the child is handled. For instance, you say you're not the child, you can't make no decisions. But then they, they play games like that, but then something happens. And they be like, well, you was here and you was watching him, so why didn't you da-da-da-da-da? And you're like, but, bitch, you just is the same one that, you know, so it's a, don't, they, I'm telling you, you're going to run yourself ragged in a situation like this. So it's the kind of thing you can either handle or you can't. Right now, I choose I, to believe that I can find, oh, I did date one guy, and he had two boys. The worst when they get multiple baby mothers and two kids i like them very much though and i try to give it a shot but it just seems like i said like um first of all you can't even ask him anything or bring up anything about your feelings towards how his children's mother might have felt about you you can't get them kids no gifts because they all feel away you didn't do nothing to nobody one baby mother's mad because she was here first and he went and cheated on her to have another one with the other baby mother this one's just mad because the family don't like her they they more favorable to the other baby mother and you got an innocent person like me who come in and he just he's, you know what i'm saying like come on also i'm not interested in being anybody's third baby mamas and i ain't really i child i can't my life listen i my life has got enough issues in it. I don't need it to be drained and sucked out by nobody. Men is bad enough, but you're not going to bring you and your ex-bitches in here to wear me the fuck out. Now, if I do meet a man who just seems to have the situation controlled, the woman is as mature, like the two homegirls, my, my sisters, like, you know, like, 
them than cool. But other than that, like, I'm chilling right now. My crush don't got no kids. Right? God ain't got to do none of that shit. But I feel like even if he did, he would just manage it. He just seems like one of those ones that would have sense. But I don't know. He just seems like if he did, like, he would be home. I don't know. He just seems he's just more mature and sensible and responsible like that. And on that note, I'm about to go get me a little snacky snack. So I get my, you know what I'm saying? Get my little drinky drinks. So I can sit down and watch me the moonwalk. Or, and I will be back a little later on this evening, probably after midnight, though. I'm not sure, to um, do another episode. But mostly, I don't know. I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm going to be, um, I mean, as long as I get through it and don't go have a senior moment and fall asleep, <laughs> I am going to be recapping Moonwalker. So, you know, y'all wish me luck with that. I got to get the tissues on deck, too, because I just know this is still nostalgic for me. Did y'all know that in New York, after, the, after Michael died, it, really, it literally rained. Nobody remembers this, but I do, because I was crying, and I, I always notice when I cry and it rains, because I like that song, How I Wish It Would, or oh, How I Wish It Would Rain. It's an old school song. I can't remember who sings it. I'm going to say the OJs. I'm not sure. But anyway, the old song is about, like, if when it rains outside and I go outside and I'm crying, nobody will be able to tell because the weather matches my mood. I always love that song. So I just remember that I was just so depressed, and it just rained. It was raining for damn near like a whole month. I was like, damn, it's like 40 days nice. I'm not saying rain over the nation, but I'll never forget that. And I know as well because the room that I was in, at the time that I had um, in the house, it was um, had the skylight. So, you know, when the skylight comes in, like when it rains, you can hear it. And I was just laying in my bed. I was really down. And it was just mad rain. And then, of course, when it snows, you know, when it's not like I was just knowing precipitation was falling off the skylight alone. So I'm out of here. I'm about to do that. I'll see you later. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Chopper's counter. Thank you.